Blog Talk Radio. Please tell us about that, Janice. 
Well, men and women relieve stress differently. Our brains are naturally wired differently. The left and okay. the right side of the brain, the, con- the connective tissue that connects them, is different okay. in men and women. And so how a man is going to go about relieving a stressful day at work is going to be very mm-hmm. different typically, you know, um, and, and I'm talking in very typical terms, typically than how a woman would go about relieving stress. Typically a woman will want to talk about what's bothering her because women will really understand this. It's as if the words have to physically pass our lips and get out to the other side. And then if somebody can empathize and understand how we feel, even better. And, and, and that's how we relieve stress. We relieve stress by knowing that somebody feels our pain. They, they identify with what we're feeling and we feel a connection with them. And when we've made that connection, as women, we're able to let it go. Whereas for men, they have this wonderful ability to disassociate. And they're able to disassociate and not, they don't have the need to talk about what's bothering them and process and journal and whatever they may do that we do as women. Because they have this wonderful ability to disassociate and it's served them well over the years because when we needed food for dinner and they had to go out and hunt, they just look at a deer and think it was Bambi. You know, they just, they got the job done because they could disassociate from their feelings. And so understanding how a woman processes stress and not expecting her to be like her partner and vice versa, understanding how he likes to process. You know, many men like to be alone and figure things out for themselves. They don't need to talk about it. So the idea of being alone is totally foreign to women, and so we don't understand their need to pull away, and then we take it personally. And that's why it's valuable to know how men process process their stress so we don't take it personally because there's a little myriad of things that come from that that cause more separation in the relationship. Very insightful. Yeah. Go ahead. No, very insightful. Um, And is there any, you know, I think, you know, you explained it so clearly, but is there any any example that comes to mind immediately or, um, you know, take, take the example of, um, you just had a fight with your spouse, and one, either you yeah. or your partner says, I can't do this anymore, and storms off to the bedroom. And, yeah. and, let's, and let's say it's the woman, the wife, that storms off to the bedroom. And so what's going on in her mind, you know, she's upset, she's crying, and, and maybe she calls a friend, and, you know, a few minutes later she starts to realize, you know, we only have so many, so much time together because the kids are with grandma and this is our one night to be alone and want to make the best of it. And she starts yeah. reevaluating. Maybe she was a little too quick to judge and opens the door and walks out into the family room to kind of make up with her husband and sees mm-hmm. him sitting in the Lazy Boy fully outstretched with a beer and a bag of Doritos watching TV looking perfectly happy. And he doesn't yeah. even see her. And so, and so she thinks, how could he possibly be enjoying himself when we just had this major fight, and I, I don't even know if our relationship's going to last because of it, and he's enjoying, he's enjoying a beer and uh, football. And so she goes back to the bedroom. He doesn't even know that she came out to make up. He has no idea. And he's in the doghouse just because he's doing what his brain is wired to do, disassociate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, he's taking a vacation from the argument they just had because he has the ability to do that. And women, we don't have the ability. We're we're hitting every wall, going, "How do I make sense of this? How do I put this back together?" You know. Absolutely. So if, you, if we knew, if we knew that men need their space when they have a problem or they're stressed out, and if we knew that, you know, just listening, you know, one of the things that women can do with their partners is they can say, "You know, I'm really stressed out, and I really need to talk about this problem, and I don't need you to fix it, and I just need ten minutes to just listen, and you know." 
not play devil's advocate and not judge me, I'll be in such a good mood the rest of the evening. And what man wouldn't say yes to that? Except for what? we're not talking, so we don't know. We don't know to ask for what we want. Well, that makes complete sense. Giving him the game plan of how he can um, how we can help you um, instead of absolutely. Okay, wow, that's excellent. Men love it because men love it because it's like, oh, you just tell me what my job description is. Excellent. I don't have to try and guess. Yeah, now I can fulfill it, and I will both be happy. Um, exactly. Now, um, exactly. oh, great. So that was now the second of the six rules. Um, and again, you know, you Janice lays out 12, but we're only going to do six here. So the second of the six rules I'd like to share with our listeners is appreciate your partner for their efforts, big and small. So tell us about that one, Janice. Well, one of the things that um, John Gray talks about in the Mars Venus book, he had a chapter on how, um, how men and women keep score. And a lot of people will say, oh, I don't keep score, I don't keep score. We keep a, kind of an emotional score, if you will. And so let's say you're doing everything in the relationship and, and your partner doesn't seem like he's pitching in or he's helping. Women have this thing where they think, you know, any second now they're going to realize what a wonderful person I am and they're going to come around and I'm going to get the appreciation that I'm that I deserve. And so she keeps a smile on her face and she keeps doing things for him. And in his world, he's thinking, well, I must be doing something right because she's doing things for me with a smile on her face. And so he continues to do nothing because he figures he must be doing something right because she's so happy. And it just goes to show you how far apart we are sometimes in relationships. And and what happens is one day she says, you know, I'm tired of doing everything. I'm out of here. I'm done. And he doesn't understand. And that's the thing about scoring points is is or keeping score is one day we get tired of not being appreciated. And so if you take the time and, and somebody just practice this for one week, for seven days, every day, just find one thing. And people say, well, I don't find anything with my partner I can appreciate. Did they go to work? You know, did they come home from work? You know, <laughs> Are they kind to you? Or, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be some big thing. Find something that you appreciate about your partner and let them know. And, and the thing about men is they think, well, if I buy the house or I buy the car or I get the, the, the good-paying job, I get the big thing. They're, they always go for the big things because they think, well, that will make her happy and then she'll be quiet for a while. Sorry, but that's what they think. And, and then I won't have to work so hard to keep her happy. So they'll go for the big thing. And what you don't realize, it is the little things. Because women do, women, we have this formula. It's kind of this unconscious thing we do. Where at any moment, on any day, at any time, we add what you do say and give together. And that's what we interpret as how much you care about us. Mm. It's constantly changing. Some days we might feel like you care a lot. Some days we might feel like you care at all. And everything in between. Because we're constantly evaluating the relationship. And that is how our brains are wired it's not a fault or some problem women have that they need to correct. You know, certain things that can't be corrected. Women have a need to connect. Our brains are wired that way. You can't change it. So if you can't change it, how can you work with our differences? And that's the beauty of, of what I believe the differences between men and women and exploring them is go with you know, go with how men and women are and figure out how to make that work rather than fighting the tide, trying to make them be like you. I love that. If you can't change, which you can't, you know, figure out how to work with that. I mean, I think that applies to life in general and absolutely this huge, um, you know, huge uh, sphere of our lives. Um, now, the third of the six rules that um, I'd like to discuss tonight is 
No. Okay, now you actually already, so this is great, you already actually dovetailed into this one. It was know how men and women keep score in a relationship. Um, so we've already, we've already actually, um, actually discussed that. Any, any examples come to mind? Well, and, um, and, and part of the part that applies in that particular rule is letting men off the hook because um, women don't know the value of letting somebody off the hook. You know, women, women keep score where if you gave, if, if my partner gave me a dozen roses, he'd get maybe mm-hmm. one or two points. If he gave me one rose for 12 days, he'd get wait, probably more than 12 points. And so we t- it's, it's the act of caring. It's the fact that you thought of me, you stopped what yeah. you were doing and went somewhere and purchased something and then... Mm-hmm. You, you know, you signed the card and you brought it home and then you put together the moment to present it to me. I mean, it's all those things. That's what I mean, the do, say, give formula. And so we we love all those acts of caring and we think that men want to do the same. And I was dating somebody one time and he came into my life. He was just an angel. And his birthday was shortly after we started dating and I was making these angels with these feather wings with iridescent powder and these dried flower halos, and they were just gorgeous. I made them for my girlfriends, and they all loved them, and I thought, I'll make one for him. He'll love it, like all my friends did. And mm-hmm. in this big anticipation, he's opening, and he lifts the box, and he sees this angel inside, and I'll never forget the look on his face. And he told me later, the <laughs> you know, first thing that came to mind is, what am I going to do with this? You know, and I was just devastated, because we think that you know, men want to have that kind of little acts of kindness all the time, and all those little things to show that you care, and, and it's not... It's not so. What men give big points for is being let off the hook, which is kind of foreign to women because we're, we're used to making mistakes and picking ourselves up by our bootstraps and doing it all over again and making mistakes and picking ourselves up. And, and so when you let a man off the hook, he's he gives huge points for that. That and appreciating his efforts. It's like, wow, thank you so much for, you know, taking out the trash or helping with the housework, putting the kids to bed, whatever it might be. And it might seem silly to say thank you for that, but, you know, people in relationships know how to be creative, and they know the little ways that they can thank that partner based on what their likes are. And, and you just let, you know, I really appreciate what you did for me. Because if you think about it, you go to work, you work 40-plus hours a week, what do you get for all your hard work? You get a paycheck. You come home, you put in more than 40 hours a week, and what do you get for all your hard work at home? You know, men will gravitate to where the appreciation lives. If it lives in the bar or the gym or on the computer, wherever it lives, that's where they're going to gravitate. And when they can only stand being in a relationship so long and having all their efforts just not be appreciated and be expected of them all the time because then they just feel like a worker bee. They don't feel important and special. And and they need that because that's what motivates them. And, you know, that even creates hormones that they need as well. I mean, it gets into the whole whole other thing. But... Um, so appreciating and letting him off the hook are the two big things that that a woman can do for her man to score points. You don't have to go out and buy things and bake things and all that. They love that, but they just assume love being let off the hook and be appreciated for their efforts. You know, like if your partner even, let's say he just takes your car to the garage and gets the oil changed. I mean, some people think, well, you know, his car too. Why shouldn't I? I mean, why do I have to thank him for that? Because you get a lot of mileage out of it. That's why. Because he'll feel motivated to do something to make you happy. That's why. Yeah, and I mean, and I think that I mean, you know, I 
probably, I'm sure, you know, you run across this a lot. I mean, there's a sense of taking something for granted and entitlement that it's amazing how, um, you know, how that can become a barrier, you know, it, you know, if one has too much of a, you know, just a sense of entitlement of, you know, of course he did this or um, isn't he expected to or that that kind of a thing. Right. So um, very um, excellent. Okay. Uh, being loud off the hook and appreciation. All right, now. Just try it. See how it works. And, and the funny thing is, the first men are like, why are you letting me off the hook? I mean, if they're not used to it, why why are you appreciating you know? <laughs> it? I mean, the first are just, so if you don't get it, because women, we're used to that immediate reaction, immediate reaction, you know, in, in the things that we do and the way we look and everything. And sometimes it takes a minute. You have to do it for a little while for them to trust that this is for really, you know, that, you, that you're really sincere, mm-hmm. you know, because they might think you're up to something. <laughs> mm, okay, okay, yeah. Now, now, the fourth of the six rules that I'd like to uh, to share with our listeners tonight is be aware of how you spend your sexual energy. So yes. tell, us, tell us about that concept. Well, we all have sexual energy. And if you think of every morning when you wake up, you're given this vial of sexual energy, and you can spend it any way that you want or not. And let's say you go to work, and let's say you have a job where you interact with a lot of people, you know, more affairs happen with people who they meet at work than anywhere else. And so let's say you start becoming friendly with somebody of the opposite sex at work and that relationship mm-hmm. develops into a little bit closer friendship. And it's it's the whole thing about, you know, what is cheating beyond the physical part? You know, at what point does it become cheating? And mm-hmm. I believe that any time you tell somebody something that you wouldn't share with your partner, you're crossing the line. And and then that line, and then and then you tell them more, and then the, and then the next thing you know, they have this, they know this part of you that your partner doesn't even know, and you're sharing things with them that you should be sharing with your partner. And like emotional, emotional intimacy, and okay. Yeah. And what and what happens is people don't realize that when you spread your energy all over the place like that, and then you go mm-hmm. home and your partner isn't receptive to you, or if um, they don't want to have sex or they're not as adoring as they maybe normally would be or as affectionate. It's because that somehow intuitively, energetically, they just feel something isn't right. Mm. And it's, it's more of this energetic thing, and it's an integrity thing. It's like you know, that, you know if you're spending sexual energy outside your relationship. You know if it's inappropriate or not. But you figure I'm not doing anything wrong. We're just talking. Well, you know what? Energetically, it will show up in your relationship at home. And that's what that rule is, is you just be aware. Be aware of how much flirting or, uh, you know, the, the skirts of flirting or whatever you want to call it that you may be doing out there in the world. You know, have you ever gone out to dinner with a guy and he's really friendly with the waitress and they become so friendly with the waitress you think, do you know I'm even here? You know, because all of a sudden you know where the waitress went to school and what her name is and what she's taking in college and, 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 and you're the date. You know, yeah. and that's not, it's like that sexual energy is going out to the waitress, and at some point it's nice that he's friendly, you know, going, and cause every woman loves that, right? But then yeah. it becomes like this line where all of a sudden the waitress is now more important than, than me, and I'm like, I'm your first or second date. We don't hardly know each other, and you're – so just be aware. Same with women. You know, women – maybe a woman goes out with a guy on a date, and she dresses very provocatively so that every guy who has eyeballs will look at her. Well, what, you know, how, that's spending your sexual energy not on your date, but really spreading it thin with the, the world. So you just be aware, you know, and then make the choice to do what you do. But do it because you're aware, not because you're just 
doing that. That makes sense. You know, sexual energy, like any other sort of valuable resource, is not infinite. So it's, you know, know, just be really conscious of are you spending it the way you want to spend it, just like any other valuable resource, it sounds like. Um, So, okay, very interesting. Um, Now, the fifth of the six rules that I'd like to share tonight with our listeners is, and, you know, this one is a huge one, and, and like all of these are great. This is one which, you know, really, really resonated, and that's take responsibility for your own happiness. So tell us You know, that's that the most popular rule in the whole book, and, and men lo- especially love that rule. Because, and think of it this way. Think of it, okay, you're single. You know that any fun you have is your responsibility. You know that you have to make the plans. You have to get yourself out the door and motivate yourself, all that. And if you have a good time, you know that it's dependent on how you show up and all that. And then you start dating somebody, and maybe he even says, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about saying I'll take care of you in whatever way that he says that. And so mm-hmm. you start to relax and you start to feel like, I don't have to be so responsible. And all this is unconscious, but this is how we behave. It comes out in our behavior. And all of a sudden you start thinking, I don't have to be so responsible for my happiness because this guy's kind of picking up the tab, if you will. He's pulling mm-hmm. up the slack. And, and, we, and women especially will kind of, will just kind of, you know, cuddle up in that, if you will. And and really what we're saying to men, if you if you would put it in literal terms, is I would like you to take some responsibility for my happiness and, you know, with 50% work for you because then I don't have to be so responsible. And, and you know, men didn't say yes, but we act as if they do. And how this shows up in a relationship is they do something that makes us unhappy and we think, well, you know, I was happy before you showed up. And now I'm not happy, so it must be your fault. So we start blaming them for our, our, our own unhappiness. And the truth is, and, and in all the books, we're all responsible for our own happiness. If we choose to be unhappy, that's our choice. If we choose to be happy, that's our choice. If we choose to be jealous, whatever the emotion it might be, that's our choice. And we can change our mind whenever we want. And there's, I mean, to take the example of, let's say you have a, a lunch date with your husband, if you will. And... Okay. You get to the restaurant on time, and you're waiting for him, and, you know, five minutes goes by, ten minutes goes by, 15, 20 minutes goes by. He doesn't show up. And so you leave, and you think, well, you know, how important can I be? He didn't call. He didn't show up, da, 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 da. And, well, it turns out he forgot to write it in his calendar. He put it in for two days later, and so he had full intention of showing up. He just was so busy at work that he just put it in on the wrong day. Well, yeah. she doesn't She doesn't know that, and so she might, or you don't know that, and so you can let it ruin your entire day, and when he comes mm-hmm. home, it can ruin your entire evening. You can end up having an argument over it when it was just a simple mistake. And and you might say, well, yeah, but I was, it's like we all make mistakes, don't we? Don't mm-hmm. we all like getting let off the hook? You know, was it really that big a deal? Is it worth getting, I mean, evaluate what you're trading for to be upset. What, mm. You know, because... One of the things I always say about being right is it comes with consequences. And many, many times those consequences are not in the best interest of the person who's right. So you get to be right for a moment, but who cares but you? And then the consequences may really not be in your best interest long term. So, yeah. you know, is it, really, is it really worth it to get upset? So you really have to kind of just go inside and look and evaluate and, you know, maybe make up your mind and say, you know, it's worth getting upset about you know, we'll talk about this later, and maybe it was just a misunderstanding. It's taking it personally. Women, we're so well socialized to take things personally. 
And it's, it's yeah. I think it's a daily conscious effort, minute to minute, moment to moment, situation by situation, that we learn how to not take things so personally. Because almost 100% of the time it's not about us. Yes, so I agree. That's what that, that rule is about. And, and learning how to take responsibility for your own happiness it, you know, some people never even heard the concept, and so it's brand new to them. And and taking that and realizing, you know, it's not their fault that I'm unhappy. I mean, maybe they did some big horrible thing that that's different, but I'm talking about day to day behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, you can you know you can win the battle and lose the war. You know, in in terms yeah, exactly. of that. So that um, now the last of the six, and again, you know, there are twelve in this book, but let's you know we're going to just talk about six of them. The last of the six rules that I'd love um, you know to share with our listeners is. Actively practice forgiveness, both for your partner and for yourself. So, uh, Janice, it'd be great if you tell us about this one. Well, you know, forgiveness is an interesting thing because I don't know that everybody even understands what it is because it doesn't mean that you condone their behavior. It doesn't mean you approve of what they did. It means that you're choosing to let, you're choosing to not let that story run your life any longer. And you're and letting go of the control that it has on you, and so the power in choosing forgiveness. Women aren't very good at men are really good at forgive, taking letting letting themselves off the hook. Okay. We're not so good at that. And and the other thing about forgiveness, especially in a relationship, everybody wants everybody else to go, the other one to go first. Well, you know, if they forgive me, then I'll forgive them. And, and I don't think people realize how powerful when you say to somebody, I forgive you, you you are empowering yourself because they may not even know that they were being held accountable or they were on the hook or that you were even mad. You know, mm-hmm. it's, really an, it's really, really an inside job. And when you, let's say your partner makes a mistake and and maybe it's a mistake that they've made several times over and you say okay. to them, you know, I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to hold this over your head. I'm not going to throw this up in your face. I I trust you that you won't do this again, and I forgive mm-hmm. you for what you for what you did. And you say that sincerely to your partner, and 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 they, you know, they hear, they really hear you. Mm-hmm. That's powerful stuff. That's very powerful stuff. You know, when I answered, John Gray has a the Mars Venus has a 900 number where you can call and. And people can call in and talk to a, a relationship coach, and and always the response that we were told to give after this person poured out their their heart was, "Have you told your partner as clearly as you've told me? Have you told them?" And the answer was always no. And so you know, going inside and and understanding what everything is about that you're upset about, and taking it all in consideration, and putting it in perspective, and realizing you know life is way too short. Mm-hmm. Hold somebody, and 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 the other and the other thing about for, the wonderful thing about forgiveness is your body knows when you do it, and so all these endorphins are released, your hormones hormones are more in balance, your your muscles relax. I mean, it isn't even just people think it's for the other person, but it's really for you. And when you realize that all the things that have happened have brought you to where you are, so that you can be in this great relationship with this great person that you love with all your heart. And, and keeping in mind that we all make mistakes, and you know, let's say your partner forgets the milk, or they 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 arrive late, or you know, 
they forgot to do whatever. You know, who doesn't like being let off the hook? Who doesn't like being forgiven? And and when you look somebody in the eyes and you say, I forgive you, mm-hmm. that's pow- powerful stuff. And, and we don't live in a world like that typically. And I just, you know, just want to encourage people to understand, you know, I forgive you. It's powerful. I love the word powerful. I mean, I, you know, it, like you said, for the reasons you mentioned, I mean, it's it's not a gift you kind of begrudgingly give to uh, give to someone else, but it's more in a lot of ways a gift you're giving yourself and the connection that you share with someone. So, um, yeah, I, I love the word, you know, your use of the word powerful there. I, I agree. It's very empowering, I think, um, you know, to, to forgive. Um, I, you know, really appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Janice. They've been very interesting. And I'm wondering if there's any last thought or take-home message you'd like to leave our listeners with. Well, I would encourage your listeners, especially if they were to purchase my book or, or even from listening to this show, pick one thing that you think you can do. Don't try and take all six on or all 12 on or even two or three on. Pick one that you think, well, you know, I could do this. This would be easy. Start easy. And then pick another one. And that's what I did. And I found that if I just focused on one thing and I tried it, you know, two, three, four, or five times because not everything's always going to work the same way every time. And Mm -hmm. I realized, wow, this stuff really works. And one of the things about my book is each one of those rules has a how-to for men and a how-to for women. So you don't have to try and figure out how to apply it to your relationship. It tells you right there in the book how to apply it if you're a man, how to apply it if you're a woman, so that you don't have to try what doesn't work. And and so I would encourage people to try one one of the rules, the strategies, and see how it works for you. And then try another one and see how that one works for you. And And go through each 12. I had one couple, and they bought my book before they went on an 11-day cruise, and each day they they discussed one of the rules in the book and how they each felt about it in their relationship. And at the end of their cruise, they said it was more like a honeymoon because it brought them wow. so close together. They had never talked about those things. You know, we don't have couples' um, premarital counseling and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of gone by the wayside anymore. And people just don't have these skills. They're not, we're just not taught this stuff. So... Oh. Completely, but that is amazing. That's amazing, actually, to make to do that. Um, you know, during an eleven day cruise. Actually, that that is pretty amazing. Um, I had a guy, and he told me when he goes on his first date with a woman, he brings my book, and if she has any problem with any of the twelve rules, he doesn't go out with her again. I mean, it's just amazing that people come up with with, with my book. It's just and men, men see it as a roadmap. Men just love it because it tells them what to do, how to do it, where to go. You know, like. Like a recipe, you know, and they just love absolutely it, so. a snap. Okay, um, no, it's a game plan, and it's like um, like you said, you know, I think that's a great idea in terms of you know focusing on one and practicing it, and really, um, you know, what they say, it, it, oftentimes they say it takes twenty one days for something to become a habit, or um, you know, so um, okay, wonderful. Um, yeah, at least so twenty one days. I was. I would tell people, you know, move your toothbrush to someplace else in the bathroom and then yeah. tell me how many times you go to that to that where you mm. kept it before, before you remember that if that's where you keep it. I think they say it's like 200 repetitions. So when you try these things, maybe take one of these rules on, don't expect miracles the very first time because, or don't expect that person. I remember the first time my husband and I went to see John Gray. It was like, well, you heard everything he says, so now behave yeah. as if. 
well, did you, you know, I didn't remember everything. He said, why should I hold him accountable for everything, he said. And he's supposed to, you know, execute each one of these principles perfectly and techniques. And you know, this is just a practice. This is all just training, if you will. People hate that word maybe in a relationship. But, you know, it's, it's, if we were to learn it in school, that's what they would have called it then. Well, yeah, absolutely. And just to internalize it, like you said, it's one thing to hear and listen and read all great stuff, but that's only the first step. Then, you know, implementation is what, uh, you know, takes some time and some trial and error and some definitely efforts. Um, Janice, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute... Thank you so much for having me. And um, and once again, if you'd like to learn more about the insights Janice has been sharing with us today, her book is entitled Relationship Rules. And Janice, do you have a website you'd like to share with our listeners? Yep. The website is the same as my book, www.relationshiprules.com. And they can okay. read one of the rules on there. Actually, that number 10, the one that's real popular, the Take Responsibility for Your Own Happiness, is on uh, there. And there's other um, lots of good things on there, articles and tidbits and relationship tips and everything. Okay, wonderful. And in case you joined us late or would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. And I can be reached at just being at intersectionsmatch.com. Abrisha, you're hanging out with us. And um, do email me with topics you'd like discussed in future shows. And make sure you join us for next month's show. Good night, everyone. Take care.